Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. How are you this evening? It's so wonderful to have you join me. I am so excited about the fall lineup for this year. There are some incredible guests with amazing topics such as Jack Canfield with an exciting new book he has coming out. Barbara Marks Hubbard talking to us a little bit about the new birthing that is coming around as 2012 shows up. Gabrielle Bernstein, a wonderful woman that is making huge shifts in younger communities with her new book, Spirit Junkie. And tonight my guest is Sharon Lynn Wyeth, who has a wonderful topic for us to learn about, and it regards the name. You know, they say our name is our nature, and that the meanings of names really can help us to understand people. And I think that you're going to really enjoy tonight's show because we're going to go into the subject of mnemology, the effect that names have on us. And according to Sharon, each letter in a person's name carries a particular frequency depending upon its location in the name, where it resides, and the letters with which it's paired. And this can tell us a lot about ourselves and a lot about the people in our lives. And in this world, when sometimes things don't seem to make meaning, oftentimes it can bring us to a little bit of understanding and peace when we can make meaning of things that are showing up in our world. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome Sharon Lynn Wyeth to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Simran. It's it's great to have this conversation because a lot of people are quite curious of many of the sciences, whether it is numerology or astrology, and this one is probably a new one to them. Um, I didn't even uh, know myself that there was such a thing titled mnemology and that it really went into the placement of where letters are and the tones and what these frequencies really end up doing in and with us. Uh, when people say our name. So talk a little bit about that, Sharon, and help us understand where this came from and, and how important it is in terms of us hearing our own name being pronounced correctly. Well, it started when I was making a seating chart for my seventh year in the classroom. And at the beginning of the year, I always put down the students' names randomly. And then once you get to know the students, you want to so make sure that they're all sitting in a place where they feel safe in your classroom. So you rearrange and you put a lot of idea and time into where 
everybody's going to sit and who they're going to sit next to. And it was the beginning, and you just do the names randomly because you know you don't want them sitting however they seat themselves. And as I was doing it, I was hearing my brain saying, oh, don't put Joshua next to Julie together. They'll be clowns, but separated they'll be okay. And Stephanie over here is going to be really stubborn, so make her at, at an edge of one of the seats are, and Diane's going to be fine anywhere, and put Derek up fast, you know, close. He's going to need extra time. And I realized after a while that that's exactly what I do when I'm actually doing the student chart when I know the students. So I decided to write down everybody's impression. All I had was their name. And I would look at it later after I got to know the kids. So three months later when I looked at it, I went, oh, my gosh, my Joshua's are brilliant but a little bit obnoxious. You know, my Jasons do need extra time out on the playground. I mean, everything that I had put down, I was watching coming true. So I thought, okay, my mathematically trained brain has picked up patterns in the names, something subconsciously. Plus, I was a regular meditator. So between the two, the meditation where I got a lot of insight and observations and 15 years of making lists and looking for the patterns and trial and error and talking to literally thousands of people, I came up with what is today called uh, namology. And after the 15 years of research and trial and error, I thought, okay, I think I've got it. So I went traveling to over 70 countries. I went and was asked to speak in 49 of our states, and I fine-tuned it, and it works regardless of the language as long as they're using our symbols. And then I put it in a book and presented it out because there was such a need for it. When we hear our name, we are literally being reinforced with the patterns that are focused right there in our name. Our name gives us, just like astrology or numerology, it gives us our pattern, it gives us our challenges, and it gives us our gifts. It lets us know what our purpose is here in in this particular lifetime and how we go about things, uh, down to our communication style, our learning style, even what kind of gifts we like. And it helps us know each other in depth better and faster. And then we don't take things so seriously because when we look at somebody and they do something, we go, of course they do it that way. It's right there in their name. Well, and it's true. If I think about people who I've known throughout life that have the same name, they do have very similar characteristics or ways of being uh, in the world. And so I'm seeing that this is very true, and I'm sure that audience members are that are listening uh, can, can notate people in their own life that have particular names. I noticed in the book, and the book is titled Know the Name, Know the Person, Decoding Letters to Reveal Secrets Hidden in Names. And, and I recognized in the book there was um, a census that was done at one point, and it talked about how uh, certain names were the most common names that were used. And in that particular case, it was quite surprising because uh, it, it said that 90% of the males in the United States had one of only 1,219 different male names. So then that would mean we have a lot of Johns and Harrys and Georges running around and a lot of the same patterns and personalities running around, and that probably then translates to the, some of the patterns that we end up creating in our lives. So it's almost essential that we start to know ourselves in a little deeper way and use this tool to support ourselves. Well, what I think is also really fascinating about names is I've looked at them as different ones grow in popularity. Like Ike at one time was really popular, and today it's really rare if you know somebody named Ike. And to look at 
how our consciousness has grown. I mean, at one time we thought slavery was okay, and now we know that's absolutely inappropriate. So we are growing in our own understanding of humanity. And if you watch how the names have the popularity of names have changed over the years or which ones come forward, it lets you know what current characteristics we're working on. And right now in our males, you see all these J names or the males names that start with J like Jonathan, Joshua, Jeremiah. Um, these are the type of names. John is a common one that, that's coming up to the forefront. And all the names that start with a J say that these people are into intuitively just absolutely brilliant. They just know things. They're already tapped into the oneness principle. They can just pull information down when they need to. And they, it's also the J names, if they're male, are the hardest to rear because they'll listen to you, then they'll go do what they want to do anyway. Whereas the J names for a female are the ones that they don't really need the parents. They only need the room and the board because they're so self-directed. They're going to do what they want to do there because they already know how to follow the rules and get what they need done. And so as we're looking at these type of names coming forward now, it's, um, like, for an example, Jackson is really popular right now, and it didn't even make the top 100 for years. They're really saying we want our men to be brilliant. We want our men to be intuitive. We want them tuned in. We want them touching base with creation. So is this something that on some level we know? I know in the book you talk about uh, that that children actually guide us as to how to name them before they even get here, that we uh, we might think we're naming these kids, but they are, and there's some fascinating stories in the book of how children have prompted their parents to name them a particular name. So how is that actually occurring with this evolution of names in our society? Well, according to when there's only seven basic religions on the world before they multiplied and spread and divided and everything, they all agreed on numerous principles. And one of the principles they agreed on was that the incoming soul impressed upon the person that was going to be naming them what they wanted to be called. And so in essence, we knew that science, we knew the importance of the frequency, we knew our life plan, and we were setting it up to help ourselves as we go through. Now, science later has come about and supported that because there is the science of somatics. It's C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. And that has literally shown that frequency and sounds can even change the structure of a cell. And so it's not that far of a stretch to say, yes, when we constantly hear our name over and over again, it's changing our molecular structure to match those frequencies and those vibrations. So literally, we're setting up our patterns for what we came to do in every direction and able to help us. I mean, I look at all the different ways of that Spirit has given us to know why we're here, what our purpose is, and how to get along with each other. Because we have astrology and numerology, nameology, face reading, hand reading, you know, handwriting analysis, all kinds of ways to say, here's where you are, here's what can help you, and here's the knowledge on how to overcome the patterns that you brought in. Keep the ones that work for you. But in the name, it also says how you overcome the ones that are hurting you. Now, let's back up for just a second, because if someone picks up your book and they see your first name, they're going to see the name S-H-A-R-O-N, and it has an accent mark over the O. Now, someone might pronounce it Sharon, but it's actually pronounced Sharon. So if someone were to call you Sharon, what are they imprinting on you in, in, um, in uh, versus someone calling you Sharon? Because the sound is very different, and you state in the book that it does have to do with the tone and the sound that comes across. 
Well, a lot of the characteristics are going to be the same because the placement of the letters are the same in Sharon and Sharon. But as we know in the rows of Sharon, it only grows in high places. It enables me to access higher frequencies and higher vibrations and to treat my O with the accent the same as if it was a first vowel in the first name. And that is our strongest, most dominant position. So therefore, it enables me to tap in the qualities and characteristics of the A that I have naturally, but also the O. And so when we do hear our name repeatedly, you said that that, that is uh, re-impressed upon our, our cellular structure as to who we are. Uh, so it, it is important if someone mispronounces or misspells or d- does something in the name uh, that is different than who we really are because that's also our recognition of who we are. Well, think about it. When somebody says hi and they're meeting you for the first time, what's the first thing they want to know? It's like, who are you? And you answer with your name as if that says it all, and indeed it does. And what we're saying when we're saying our names, we're really giving the full package or the full picture of what we're about, what our purpose is, our communication style, how we buy, um, how we get talked into things, um, where our strengths are, who we can get along with, who we're going to have challenges with. I mean, it's all right there sitting in the name. But the coolest thing about a name is the gifts are there, same as the challenges. But when you look at the challenges in a name and what we came to learn, how we go about learning that or what's in our best interest and what to do to overcome those challenges is right there sitting in the gifts of our name. So the know answer the name, to every know problem the you have is the title of the book, and the author is Sharon Lynn Wyeth. This is a really wonderful, fresh look at names and how a person's name provides you immediate insight into others. There's a way to now understand that coworker, that friend, that relative, that spouse, or even how to name a newborn. Knowing the name, know the person, is a really insightful guide into understanding the placement of letters in your name, what the sounds and the frequencies are, are doing in regard to your name and in regard to your life, your patterns, your characteristics, who you're supposed to be on this planet. Each letter in the person's name carries a particular frequency depending upon its location, where it resides, and the letters with which it is paired. My guest tonight has done um, amazing research and traveled all over to study this and has found that it works regardless of the country as long as the symbols are the same. Sharon Lynn Wyeth has appeared on over 50 radio and television shows, including Good Morning America, Arizona, and she's been awarded a Literary Excellence Award from Books and Authors. .net books of the year in regard to this as well as the Jim Agnew's Literary World Daily Book Pick. We'll be right back with Know the Name, Know the Person, Sharon Lynn Wyeth. You can connect with her at knowthename.com. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics 
Facts of Consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at BelieveSC.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. What do you think about the name John? And when someone says, Rachel, do you already have an idea about what she is like, what she looks like, what she acts like? Has anyone ever told you that you don't look or act like your name? What is in the name George that makes them leaders? And why are so many superb actresses named Julia? Why are Cheryl's intellectual and Stephanie's stubborn, Don's mechanically inclined? Are there some names that you love and others you cannot stand because of someone you know with that name? My guest today is Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and she's the author of Know the Name, Know the Person, Decoding Letters to Reveal Secrets Hidden in Names. This is a very, very interesting guide in letting you understand more about yourself, but more so about the characteristics and behaviors of other people based on the positioning of the letters in their name and also uh, the spellings and how it sounds. And so it's quite interesting as you go through this to see why and how people act based on what their name is or the order of their names. In addition, Sharon Lynn Wyeth is coming out with a new book in January entitled Know the Name, Know the Spirit. And if you'd like to connect more with her and find out about upcoming events, uh, an event in San Antonio in November and another in San Diego in January, you can go to her website, knowthename.com. That's knowthename.com. So, Sharon, when people do look back at history, there are a lot of people named George that have been leaders. And there are um, definitely Julius, as I read this in the book, that, that are incredible actresses. So what is it about that, and how can we utilize that also in terms of, let's say, politics? You know, why is Obama president right now? What was it in his name that gave him the characteristics and also gave us the inclination to elect? Does, does that affect the the viewer as well as the person who holds the name? Well, I think it does as a subconscious because I think unconsciously we understand names and we we understand what's going on. So that when when we excuse me when we meet someone, we subconsciously know who they are and who they're supposed to be. And I think that's why too we say that some people look through life through rose colored glasses because they understand this better and they can see all the potential in someone's name. In the George name, it's the G's. G's mean I'm all about change. And the E in the second letter position says that I'm a detective. I want to get to the bottom of something. I want to know why it works the way it does and why it ticks and who people are around me. So I'm a detective that loves change. 
And so if you look at both of our George Bush presidencies, and whether you like them or dislike them, they were both about change. And now change can be what you consider in a positive direction or a negative direction. It's still change. And the ones with the G's in their name are very comfortable with change. And, in fact, if everything stays the same too long, they get bored. And so that they have change for the sake of change. On the other hand, in our current President Barack Obama, the CK in anyone's name means that they can think on their feet and that they're very good at being a leader in persuading people to think the way they want them to think. So we're naturally going to be attracted to anybody with a CK. When you have the B at the beginning of the name, and then he has it again in Obama, which says it was reinforced, that means that they want to be the best, they want to come across the best, or the impression that they give is being of the best. And so they're able to carry that piece of, I'm the best, I'm going to be the best that you're going to get. So you look at how many CEOs of large companies are named Bob, because two parts of their three-letter name is, I'm the best, I'm the best that there's going to be. So then we have the AR in Barack's name, which says that we're with fairness issues. We want to be fair. We want to come across as fair. It also says, though, that it's easier for him to stick up for what his belief of fair and unfair is and easier for him to stick up for others than it is for him to stand up for himself. Now, you have these um, RR in his first name, which says, I need alone time to reflect and to think. And I'm not sure the president as a whole, any president, gets a lot of alone time and able to do that. But that's crucial and critical for him being his best. But then you have in his influence of his last name. Now, the first name is the essence of who we are. The middle name is added characteristics and what's going to come out strong when we're under a lot of stress. And the last name is representing our environment or what we've been taught or what we hold on to us that we've learned from outside of ourselves. And in the name Obama, the OB combination says narcissism. And so he's learned to be narcissistic and able to take care of himself. And so when he was running for office, I said to myself, I wonder how that narcissism in his environment is going to play out and whether who we think we're getting is going to end up being the person that we actually get. I thought I was, I'm just curious to watch that piece. But his first name, the essence of who he is, was very attractive with his qualities and his characteristics that are all on the surface. And then we look and see how he uses them. And how he uses them is always dependent on the last name. So the name illustrates our strengths and our weaknesses. And when we are looking at our own name, you know, or someone else, like, like Barack Obama or anybody, how do we discern what the strengths and the weaknesses are, or is it really that clear-cut that we can have certain letters and certain configurations and that is what it is, or is, is there an intuitive piece that also has to come out of each one of us to truly understand pneumology? Well, there's a whole lot you can get if you have absolutely no intuition. And then I think intuition adds because it helps you see the patterns a little bit clearer. For an example, this would be like you're dealt these letters in your first name. That would be like saying these are the ingredients I have to make a breakfast with. Suppose I was dealt cheese and milk and eggs and a few vegetables. Then I'm going to look at the last name to say, are we making a quiche? Are we making an omelet? Are we making breakfast tacos? What are we making out of these ingredients? And that's according to the last name. The first name and the ordering of the letters gives us our, our ingredients that we're working with. And then the last name lets us know, 
our freedoms and how we can use those ingredients. So that last name is very much like the generational influence. It is, is, it's really the belief systems and patterns that have been handed down over time. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. It's literally the influence of our environment and our upbringing. And then uh, that, that first name you said is very much the essence. It is the truth of who we are, who we were born to be, um, the, the very strong characteristics that are going to come out regardless of any uh, conditional influence? Yes, because we're working with the same ingredients. Now, how we show those ingredients or what mix we make with those ingredients can constantly change. But those are the ingredients we're dealt with. Very good. And then that middle name you said are the added characteristics. So is that what then the environment does to help influence us, or is that where the shift in polarity between our negative aspects and our more positive aspects of patterns and behaviors would um, probably manifest more? Well, in every – I think it's choice. In every single name, we have challenges and we have gifts, and it's our choice which one we emphasize. Like you can wake up every morning and choose to be happy, or you can wake up every morning and choose to be grumpy. You know, which side you want to go with is totally to your choice. The middle name is under pressure, under stress, who do we become? Some people absolutely morph. They seem incredibly strong, and you put them underneath stress, and they fall apart. Others can seem just average every day, and you put them underneath the stress, and then they become the superman or the superhero. And so it's the middle name is added qualities and characteristics that under stress manifest themselves. And as we get to know somebody for a long period of time, those are the qualities and characteristics we'll see, but they take a lot longer for us to see them, notice them, and even realize that they're there. I like how you said in the book that the name that we're given at birth is like old flooring under new carpet. It's, it's going to be our foundation, whether names change or whether situations change, that we can't really lose those characteristics of what our birth name represented. But it's not necessarily as visible because when other things are added, perhaps marriage, uh, perhaps um, someone changing their own name, perhaps a nickname, then all of a sudden we step off of that flooring and we can attain different aspects or different degrees of our personality and characteristics? Yes. It's just like the birth name is the foundation, as you said, of our house. But then most of us don't show that foundation. We put carpet down or tile down or wood. We cover up that foundation, and we cover up our names and who we truly are with nicknames or with added names or with part of our name being used. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves a nickname. That's usually somebody else gives it to us. And what we're saying when we go by a nickname is that, when we agree to be called by that nickname, is it for that person or whomever's calling us that, those aspects of us that they are wanting to see is what we will present. But therefore, they won't see all of us because the letters that are now gone or not being used are the ones that are still there but are not showing themselves. And so how what many you're saying, parents... Jerome, let me just go back and reiterate that. What you're saying is if, if, if uh, a grandparent calls a child by a nickname then that child is going to illustrate certain personality characteristics or act more like that nickname when with the grandparents than if the parents or a friend is calling them by their given name. Exactly. Okay. And how many names, when we, I watch parents call their children by a new name or a nickname, how many of them end in a Y? 
now we've got a Bobby instead of a Bob or a Nikki, you know, or look at all the names, a Cindy instead of a Cynthia that ends in a Y. And names that end in a Y make them the chameleon. People whose name, first name ends in a Y says that they can quickly assess everybody around them and intuitively sense what's going to be appropriate for them to act like and what is not. And so they are then the pleasers or the chameleons, and they will show those aspects of themselves that will please the people around them. So when we start calling a child Bobby instead of Bob or add that Y at the end like Ricky instead of Rick, we are literally saying to that child, please see what I like and only show me those aspects of you when you're in my presence. And I have a question I'm going to, I'm going to ask you in regard to that when we get back from this commercial break. Our first name is our essence, and our second name is the added characteristics to that. Our final name, our third name, is the name that we uh, have been given, has, have been taught. It's our generational influence. When you know the name, you will know the person. When you know the name, you can know more about yourself. The order in which your letters appear the sound, the frequencies that each letter has, all play a role in helping you understand more of who you are. And there is a wonderful portrayal of all of these letters, the combinations of letters, the clusters, and how to actually break down what your name means or the names of others mean in this wonderful book entitled Know the Name, Know the Person. You can connect to that at knowthename.com. Sharon Lynn Wyeth is also conducting a couple of... Uh, workshops, and they will be San, T- San Antonio in November and San Diego in January. So you can go to her website and find out more about that. We'll be right back with Sharon Lynn Wyeth and Know the Name, Know the Person. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness become enlightened empowered and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices 1111 magazine a daily staple for lifting the mindset discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living 1111 magazine order now at www.1111mag.com 1111mag.com Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. A mnemologist is one who studies the placement of letters in someone's name, which then enables them to better understand people at a deeper level simply by knowing their name. 
This is because each sound has a frequency that corresponds to a quality or characteristic. So each time a person hears his or her name, the sounds that comprise the name and their corresponding frequencies are perceived. Hence, the sounds which represent the letters and consequently the qualities in the name are reinforced. This is from the book Know the Name, Know the Person, Decoding Letters to Reveal Secrets Hidden in Names by Sharon Lynn Wyeth. And she's also coming out with a new book entitled Know the Name, Know the Spirit in January, and um, and we have another book that uh, that we'll be uh, discussing hopefully as well uh, in the near future. I want to ask you a couple of questions, Sharon, um, based on what you just said, and you were talking about um, how people, when they put the Y on the end, like Ricky or Cindy or any of those names, the person then adapts to be what that person wants. How does that play into then codependent roles that we start to creating or how can we be more mindful then to not do those things so that we lessen the codependent roles or have we already created the pattern by starting to say names in that way? Well, we've created the pattern, and what it would take is for Ricky and Cindy to become conscious enough to realize when somebody calls them that what's happening, to rise above that by saying, this person's adding the Y to my name if it's not regularly there, and because they want to feel safer, they would like more peace, and they want less conflict. So how can I give them that without succumbing to just doing what they want and me not having my free will? How do I cause them to feel safe? And that answer is hidden in that person's name. So if everybody knew how to, how to digest a name and how to tear it apart, how to decipher it, um, you would be able to look at them and say, ah, this is where their fears lie. This is how I can help make them feel safe. Oh, very interesting. And then I also know that many times people say that individuals change when they get married. Does that change come also because the name has changed? Does that influence their behavior and how they receive things? Well, when they change and take on their husband's last name, they are literally changing their environment. And remember, the last name is your environment, your DNA structure. So what they're doing is they're saying, I'm going to become like my husband's family. And therefore, your environment has changed, your influence has changed, and yes, you will change, which is the reason that some ladies come to me and they say, am I going to lose myself in this marriage you know, if I change and take on his name. And some first names are strong enough, you know, that they won't. Other names, when you look at the last name and you say, wow, you're going to learn all these added dimensions of you that you didn't know because of your previous environment, so it's a good thing. And occasionally I'll look at the names and say, you know, you're going to forget who you are because this new last name is going to be overpowering. So in that case, I would suggest hyphenating it or keeping your own. Hmm, very, very interesting. And then if, if someone has a marriage situation and then they divorce, what does that do? Do they, if they keep the name versus if they go back to their uh, maiden name? If they keep the name, they're keeping the same situation and they're, they have the regrets and they don't move forward and it's very difficult for them to move on. When they change and go back to the maiden name, they're going back to safety, security, what was known, not necessarily what's in their best interest because by now they've probably outgrown some of that also. Um, a lot of people today, when they are divorcing, eventually will come and say, this is who I am today and this is how I want to be supported and what letters give that to me and I'm going to come up with my own last name and be who I really am. 
so that so my last name supports that, my first name. So some people can go, and if they change their name, and I know that you have in the book, whereas uh, many celebrities have done so, Larry King was Lawrence Harvey Zeger, and uh, Cary Grant was Archibald Cox. So when people turn around and completely change their name, uh, they're, they're activating a different personality. They are, and they're drawing on the on select parts of themselves, even though all of them is still there. We're going to see select parts. The other thing that happens, and Lady Gaga is a beautiful example, her personal name is what and who she is in private, in her own private life. And then when she becomes Lady Gaga for her stage name or her public name, then she really morphs into a totally different character. That's really, it's just fascinating when you think about how very subtly we adapt and change, how very intricate the patterns and, and the, the puzzle of who we each are is between numbers and letters and sounds. And it, it's just, it's like a symphony. It really is just like an amazing symphony that we've been put together to become. And we're just here to really discover that beautiful symphony that we are and it does come through the name and it comes through our astrology and it comes through our numerology and I don't know that we need to make um, make it a mission to have to understand every little thing that goes on in every little science and every little detail but it certainly does provide a level of peace and understanding and perhaps decrease some of the stress and fear when we can't make things work out quite like how we want them to. Well, my goal or my mission is to help everybody understand what the first vowel in the first name stands for. There's only six, and if you can really understand just those six letters, it helps you understand the person's communication style and whose responsibility is it to change or adapt when communicating so that you can have peace and clarity. You know, so many times two people speak and they each have heard something that they thought the other one said that the other one would say, no, I didn't say that. You know, there can so easily be miscommunication based on what the first vowels are. And for an example, an A, first vowel of an A, these are people that, are very task-oriented. It's one of the things that that vowel represents. There's so many. And they're task-oriented. So they get to work, they immediately go to work. They don't say hi to everybody in the office. They don't chit-chat. They sit down and they get to work. Now, the first vowel people with E are just the exact opposite. They get to work and they need to say, hi, how are you? How was your evening? Is everything okay? Tell me about the kids. They need to get their chit-chatting done first. That lets them know that everybody around cares about them. Once they've done that ritual, then they can get to work. So you put somebody with a first vowel of an A with somebody with a first vowel of an E, and the first vowel of A is saying, oh, don't waste my time with all this jibber-jabber. Let's get started. And the first vowel of an E is saying, she doesn't care about me. She didn't even ask how I was last night. Mm. You know, so there's strong, different communication. And if you know how they all work, all six vowels, the A person would realize they have got to learn the E style and help them and at least give five minutes of chit-chat so that the E can tell that they're cared about before the A gets down to task. Because if not, there's going to be building resentment in that relationship. And the vowel is that most important dominant letter of our name. That's the one that really kind of leads who we are? Well, the first vowel in the first name, the first vowel as you're reading from left to right, gives a lot of clues like what kind of gifts we like, our communication style, our learning style, um, how we dress, whether it's important or not. Um, for an example, in Simran, your first vowel is an I. 
Well, people who have a first vowel of an I, they, they major in relationships. So we all come down and we learn our lessons in one of three ways, through finances, through health, and through relationships. And the people with an I learn through relationships and major in family relationships. So family is the cause of their blessings and the cause of their challenges, and family takes a lot of their time. And that is right on the money. It is exactly on the money. So that is very interesting. And what's more interesting is um, that all of the people in the family have that same I as the first vowel in the first name. So when people are naming their children, because on one hand you said in the book that that children kind of, in some way we know what name we're supposed to give our children. It's been predetermined or preselected or preguided. And what's going to stop people now from going and trying to control how they're naming their children by trying to figure out, okay, what's the best letters that I can name my children? What's the best order? There is no right or wrong order, correct, Sharon? There really isn't because every single name has gifts and every single name has challenges. What I think the beauty of it is, um, especially since I didn't know any of this science when I named my own kids, or I would have definitely spelt the names they wanted a little bit differently. I would have tweaked in there. Um, the best part is you can look at a child, for an example, that has an E-R combination, an E followed by an R. It's not the same as an R followed by an E. But the ER combination, and you can say, this child's going to be curious about sex early. So do I want them hearing it off the street, or do I want them hearing it from me? Because they're going to be curious. So if I know that my child has an ER in their first name, I'm going to teach them about sex. I'm going to teach them about uh, birth control. I'm going to teach them about dating, I'm about how your auras blend when you have sex with someone, you know, and how the, the changes of the colors. I'm going to teach them the spiritual aspects, the physical aspects. I'm going to get it to them all early, knowing that they're going to go out there and find it out for themselves otherwise. Very, very interesting. So we can, in a sense, it's not really controlling, it's just understanding more of how we need to be around different people when we know those names and know how the letters influence the name or the order influences the name. Well, it makes it easier to have peace, and it also makes it easier to help each other and share our knowledge. A parent has so much incredible knowledge. How do they share all of that with their child? And where should the emphasis be? Well, if you look at the letters in the child's name, it tells you what it needs help on. And I look at that as saying, as a parent, that's where you start your education and everything else is a bonus. Now, when we look at the people that, uh, or the things that are going on in our life, um, let's say someone's having a hard time getting a job or someone's uh, having a hard time uh, in, in dealing with people. Is there something that they can do to shift that if the name is, is uh, causing part of that? Uh, the answer is yes. For an example, people whose first names start with a C, and this is in general, um, you have to learn how the letters play with each other. So if it's a C-A, it's different, so let me put that out there first. But everybody whose name starts with a C that's not followed by the second letter of an A. These are the people who like to be charming and charismatic to cover their need to be in charge and in control. So I have a mnemonic device on how to remember everything. And that means that they need to be in charge because that's how they grow. That's how they learn. And if you put a CO, that is the person who needs to be in the charge the most more than any others of the Cs. And they need to know that they're right. So... When I am talking with somebody whose name starts with a C or a C-O, 
I know I'm going to have a lot less conflict with them if periodically when they're saying something, I just say, you're right, you're right. And they constantly hear from me, you're right. And that way when I say, hmm, I don't know about that one, they're not going to be so disagreeing with me right away and so on the defensive because they've already heard me say, I acknowledge that you're right. So no one has stated, I'm going to get right back to you, Sharon, when we return from this commercial break. No one has stated the importance of a name better than Dale Carnegie in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie says, a person's name is the sweetest sound a person can hear and important to use if you wish to impress another person. For eons, we have identified with our name as a major part of who we are. As when someone asks who you are, you answer by giving your name. Our name is our identity in this world. As such, our name can help us or hinder us, depending on what our name conveys to others, both consciously and sublimely. Names can be unique or fairly common, yet all names carry both blessings and challenges. And you can discover this by getting the book Know the Name, Know the Person by Sharon Lynn Wyeth and start to discover the hidden secrets that are inside of your name through the placement of the letters and the free Frequencies that they carry. You can connect with her at knowthename.com. And we'll be right back with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. In our busy world, we must make decisions about people quickly, whether we're hiring them, whether we're sharing personal information, whether we're engaging in a business transaction, or whether we're deciding to trust them with our most valuable secrets. Oftentimes, there's not enough time to know the person sufficiently before making a decision that could cost us both our time, our money, and even our trust, along with our reputations. Sometimes knowing what to look for in a name provides an immediate insight into others, as well as your own personality and traits that exist. 
by learning mnemology, you're going to find out how the first, middle, and last names, as well as nicknames, affect behavior and thinking. You're going to realize potential conflicts with others and how to avoid them, how to discover and meet and connect with someone immediately, what type of gifts are appreciated, and how to sell people in a style so that they want to buy if you're in business, how to quickly learn and access the strengths and identify what support is required for yourself and others to succeed. This is a really interesting book, and it is broken down in a way that you can start to discover who you are and who the people are in your life. It is entitled, Know the Name, Know the Person, Decoding Letters to Reveal Secrets Hidden in Names, and the author is Sharon Lynn Wyeth. You can connect with her at knowthename.com. The book is available there as well as on Amazon, and in addition, if you'd like to attend any events that Sharon is placing. There is something coming up in November in San Antonio, along with something in January in San Diego. So definitely connect with her and discover some more of this interesting information. Sharon, you were speaking in the last segment, and I kind of cut you off, so if you wanted to finish out um, anything else that you wanted to say there, you're more than welcome. But then I'd love for you to share the story that you mentioned to me over the break, because I think that would be a great way to close the segment. Well, you know, I'm I'm so fortunate that I get asked to be a keynote speaker or asked at, with different companies to help them look at how to hire and make their teams more productive. But one of the favorite things I was asked to do was when I was up speaking in Idaho, the soccer moms came to me. There was this big soccer contest and said, could I share what the names mean of the girls on the soccer teams? And so I had them all sit down for breakfast one day around the big, long tables, and I went one at a time. And, of course, all these girls knew each other. And this one girl, I looked at her, and I said, Oh, sweetheart, you don't have to give it away to let the boys like you. You know, you've got what it takes to like you anyway. And all the girls looked at me, and her eyes got really big and wide, and she says, You can see that. And I said, Oh, honey, there's all kinds of things in that name that we can see. But the coolest part was the very last girl, when I looked at her name, I said, you have a name that is fabulous to be a pediatrician or a doctor because what our gifts and what ensuing careers are written right there in our names. And I said, you have the patience, you have the love of science, you have the reasoning, you can diagnose well. I said, you've got everything it takes in the love of children. I said, but what I'm seeing is the challenge in your name is that you want to fit in and you want to belong so badly that you're going to dummy yourself down so that in high school and in school you can be accepted and not be as brilliant as you are because being accepted is more important to you than living your dream and your gift. And I said you may want to think about that because high school is only three years compared to all the rest of your life. But anyway, that's what your name gives to me. So later on, the soccer mom that had asked me to come speak with them came back up to me and she says, do you remember the last girl you spoke to that was, you know, with the doctor and that thing? And I said, yes, I do, because she has a phenomenal name. And the lady looked at me and says, well, that one, that one is my daughter. And, you know, she's wanted to be a doctor her entire life until two years ago when she went to this high school. And she wow. has dummied herself down. And she says the coolest thing is that my daughter came to talk to me and said, you know what, Mom, I think I need to revisit my dream and go ahead and do my best so that I can do what I came to do. Well, and that really plays an important role. So many people are walking around the planet really in search of their life purpose or in search of why they're here or doing things that they're not happy doing. And so, number one, they can get to know themselves through their name, but number two, if they've got children 
what an amazing way to establish the self-esteem or help a person know themselves more so that they have a direction when some of those obstacles are going to show up, they can at least have the guidepost to say, okay, this is the flag that I had been told about. Now I have the opportunity to make the choice. So that's so valuable for the young ones that are coming up as well so that they don't fall into the peer pressure or so that they can move back in the direction of their heart and they don't numb themselves out to sometimes the pressures of a society or the hardness that life can throw at us at times. Well, and sometimes a name can be highly challenging. I was asked to read names briefly at a fundraiser for a high school at a school dance. And so every child came up, they donated their $5 towards their cause, and I was giving them the biggest challenge and the biggest gift in their name. And, the, and of course, all their friends were around listening, and I'm going to say something positive because everybody else is listening. And I looked at this one boy's name, and it had date rape in it three different times. I went, my gosh, that's all this boy thinks about. So how can I say this in a positive manner? So I looked at him and I said, your name says that physicality is very important to you. Well, all of his buddies started laughing because they knew exactly what I meant. And I looked at him and I said, your challenge in life is to think about how your actions are going to cause a reaction in the person that you're with and how important it is to think of how your actions are going to cause that person to feel before you make an action. And if you can learn how to do that, you may stay out of jail. And then I went and said, okay, next child. (laughs) And and in a situation like that, if someone looks up their name and they find a lot of challenging characteristics, what is your best advice to them? Are they to really push through those challenges, or is that a moment when you say, you know what, maybe I need to change my name, or maybe I need to change a letter, or something needs to happen? Where, Where is that fine line? I always say it's up to the person's choice, but I will make suggestions, and I will say, here are your challenges, and here's what your name says is your gifts, how to use those gifts to overcome your challenges. However, if you think you're going to be overwhelmed by that, let's look at a nickname or adding a letter. H's are fabulous letters to add. And when an H is at the end of a name, like in your last name, it means I am a gift. And so... Therefore, your environment in your last name says, I'm a gift to my environment, and my environment pays me back by being a gift to me. So often I will look at a name and say, how about if we add an H? I mean, look at God in the Bible. He comes down, he sees Sarai, and he renames her as Sarah with an H. He makes Abraham, Abraham with an H. You know, the importance of the H is so important, and there's other letters that sometimes we say, let's just give you a little bit of added help. Sure. So there are ways that we can keep our names and then just modify or do a simple little thing if that if that point comes where where we really feel like I can't change the qualities, I can't change what, I, what I'm doing, I need to do something. But also knowing that it's still the same brain and the still same mind, it's just this is help. This is additional help for us to to open up a different side that we are not seeing. Well, I think sometimes just knowing the pattern and saying, wow, that's why I do what I'm doing. So now I can make a higher level choice or a better choice or one with more discernment, or at least I can be aware of why I'm doing what I'm doing and not have my pattern control me, but instead the soul or the essence of who you are control the pattern. And when we're talking about names, Sharon, it's not just people's names. Are we also talking about businesses? Are we talking about countries? Are we talking about the name of anything having a certain characteristic and, let's say, purpose that it could fulfill? 
Yes, in fact, I jokingly wrote an article for Boomer Living Magazine and said why you don't want to name your pet Fido. But the names of countries, uh, you know, have you ever noticed how a country names themselves and then all the other countries around rename them? For example, <laughs> we call it Germany. Uh, Spain calls the same country Alemana. Uh, Germany uh, calls itself Deutschland. And so you can see other countries' impressions of that particular country by looking at what they call it. Well, you know, we have run out of time, and it, it's been such an interesting conversation, and that just gives a little bit more for people to go and dig into in this book because it is discussed. There's a lot of topics in the book that are gone into that you can really enjoy as you discover the meanings of names and the meanings of the letters and the frequencies and what this all uh, means in your life, how you can understand the different clusters of letters and combinations and which vowels will create a certain characteristic or pattern in your life. Allow yourself to get to know Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Contact her at knowthename.com. Get your copy of the book, Know the Name, Know the Person. And then also keep an eye out for her upcoming book in January, Know the Name, Know the Spirit. I'm Simran Singh. I look forward to seeing you next week. And like I said, we've got a great lineup of people this season. So tune in every week with me. I'll be right here looking forward to having a great conversation for the soul. Until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.